My name is David Ruggieri. I'm the former WBF International Super Featherweight Champion and the former WBF All-Africa Lightweight Champion. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Ringside Talk. With me, your host, David Ruggieri. We're talking with the punches this afternoon. This afternoon, I've got a special guest with me. We're moving over from the boxing side of things. We're going to speak to a few coaches here and there. We've got a young, young coach uh, all the way from South Africa. He used to be a former fighter. He only went on to have about four or five fights. Um, one of the most exciting uh, coaches right now to hit the shores of South Africa. The best pad, pad holder in the continent. Uh, my young friend, Shannon Stradham. Yo, yo, what's happening? Thank you for having me on the show. Bro. I really appreciate your time. No problem, brother. No problem. What's happening, Shannon? Uh, long time, brother. I haven't seen you. Yeah, it's been a few years. I've been all good. Been yeah. busy. Good. But, yeah, bobbing and weaving our way through through life, I guess. That's but we're good, it. bro. That's good, brother. Uh, bobbing your way through life. Uh, I'm uh, rolling with the punches here on my talk show, brother. So, Shannon, I was just explaining to the people earlier before you came on. Uh, you used to be a former boxer. Now you uh, exciting young um, coach uh, from South Africa. Um, tell us. more about your name Shannon uh, I mean tell us um, yeah and how you got into the love of boxing before we go into the coaching and everything so I got involved into boxing at a very young age at the age of uh, seven years old um, obviously growing up my dad was a professional boxing trainer he partnered up with a trainer from South Africa called Manny Fernandez um, back, yeah, like I said, when I was seven years old, early 2000s. And they had a lot of uh, national champions in their gym and a lot of world contenders in their gym at the time. And, you know, so for me, with my dad obviously being at the gym every day, you know, like he used to take me with sometimes. And I just fell in love with the game since, like, from a very young age. And, yeah, by the time I was seven, I got in, uh, I actually started fighting amateurs. I wasn't really fully invested at the time. I mean, I was just doing it because it was, you know, it was the thing that my family does. My family, my, my uncle was a former professional fighter as well. My grandfather used to fight, um, you know. So started boxing when I was seven years old, uh, fought amateurs for a couple of years. Uh, and then I stopped for a very long time. Well, I said I stopped, I fought until I was 10 years old and then I stopped from I think for six years, and then when I was 16, uh, I started fighting. Uh, I continued my career as an amateur fighter. Went on to win the Joburg Championships, Kauteng uh, Championships, and I went to the SAS in 2010. And I had over 35 amateur fights. Uh, I actually can't remember what my record was, but I wasn't the greatest amateur at the time. Like, I mean, I never took no, my training seriously. I remember, I think I met you in the amateurs. Uh, we all used to, the different clubs used to compete with each other. Uh, I know in South Africa, amateur boxing at the time, and I'm hoping still now, 
was quite a big thing, you know. Uh, the different germs. If I'm not mistaken, your amateur gym was in Malvern or something? So it was in Malvern. Um, it was actually Newville. Uh, Newville Boxing yeah. Club, which is like the uh, west uh, west part of, uh, of, uh, of Johannesburg. Johannesburg West. And yeah, I, uh, I fought out of... Uh, my dad was obviously my trainer. He was his gym as well. So, and I remember, yeah, I think, uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, as amateurs, we fought on the Southern Giant Bowl. That was uh, like the yeah. big tournament to fight like, uh, once a year. You know, if you fight, if you fight on the Southern Giants, you know, it's big. Oaks are coming for you. So it was nice. I had a good, uh, I had a good amateur career. And then I stopped fighting. Uh, I stopped when I was 17, 17 years old, uh, just because you know how it is in, in I don't know if it's like that all around the world, but in SA, like once you get to a certain grading, it's, it becomes harder for you to get fights as your career progresses. And I went through a stint where I was just not getting fights. And then I actually took up, uh, I was like, okay, let me take a break with the, with the amateur fighting. So, because my plan was to turn professional the following year. Yeah. So I took a break here. And I thought, let me actually have two amateur MMA fights. So I had two amateur MMA fights. Um, and then, obviously, I turned professional the year, the year straight after, which is in 2013. And then, yeah, I went on to have five professional fights. It was all in one year, 2013. And you have four wins, one loss. And, yeah, I retired by the end of, uh, by the, by the end of 2013. There we got Shannon back. Yo, brother. Got... Sorry about that. You know, uh, third country, third country. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> what a laugh. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Brother. So, where was that? <laughs> where was that? Um, yeah, bro. So then I went on to turn professional. In 2013, I only had five professional fights and I retired in the same year. I had four fights, well, four wins and one loss. And then I went straight into coaching from, yeah, 2014. on with it or was it a thing of just doing it for the sake of your parents or do you like to fight did you little fights then you went over to coaching or was coaching one thing that you truly believe 
this is what you're going to fall onto and this is what you want out of box. To have, like your dad, your own little left boxing to coach. So, like I said, like, I started at a very young age, at seven years old, and I started competing, you know. So by the time when I, when it was 2013, I was already competing for like 13 years uh, on and off. And also getting out of school, it was like, do I fight professional or do I go study? Like, I didn't really know what to do. And I was very young, you know, like it was very, people don't always understand, you know, boxing is a very emotional game, you know. So when I was 18 years old, obviously my dad being my trainer, you know, he went, like wanted to push me, like, you know. And I did well. I just, what I think is like, if I, I wasn't mature enough, you know, like I didn't know how to deal with the emotions at the time, you know. So when I was uh, 20, yeah, so like that, uh, that year after my last fight, I was just like, I was burnt out, man. You know, also like, you know how it is when you start out fighting, you don't really make a lot of money out of boxing. You know, it's like, yes, no, one, yes. no one really cares about you. You've got this career or this dream and, you know, you got to make it work, you know, and at the time it was like, wasn't really, wasn't really rewarding monetary wise at the, at the time. So I started looking for a job, but my heart was always, uh, I always loved the sport and yeah. Like, own. Like, yeah. Very nice. And now how did transaction, transaction go into from boxing into coaching? I'm sure also been around your dad most of the time, watching him train the pro boxers and stuff like this. He would pick up a few pointers. He would ask you to help him. Come and uh, when you say to yourself, okay, you know, uh, my goals too is never mind the box. Myself straight into the coaching. Yeah, so, How did that come about? Were you just like, yo, dad? So obviously, some of the guys. So obviously, yeah. yeah. So so obviously, from a very young age, like I was always around in the gym. You know, um, I grew up around the likes of Isaac Sachayo, which was a former IBO world champ. Uh, Simon Ramoni was a former IBO world champ, SA champ, and then. You know, in multiple in multiple champions, you know. So obviously I always um always try to steal as much as I could, you know, I always try to learn as much as I could from a young age. And then when I actually uh and then later on in my career, uh, as I got older, my dad trained the likes of Cassius Beloy for, for one fight and Sakalani and Glorine actually it's, I was Philip and Doe and I had the the privilege to to do some work with him all at the time, you know, uh, sparring, you know, so I learned a lot from, from all of those guys with the system being like around my dad in the gym. And when I obviously hung up my gloves in 2013, I started uh, working at another boxing gym, which is called uh, Smith's Gym. I'm, I'm sure you guys are familiar with that as well. And then, yeah, they were, they had their own uh, professionals that they were training, Tabiso Mchuni, who challenged uh, for the WBC world title. Tulani Mbenge, who's currently top 10 in the WBC, and then yes. other great fighters as well, you know, so I was always part of the coaching, part of the coaching staff there, and 
left. I was there for six years and then I left. Uh, start, I started doing my own thing. And, you know, boxing, training fighters was never really one of my, um, was never really one of my things. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start training my own professionals. It was, it actually just, so when I left, uh, when I left that gym, a fighter named uh, Zolusani Nongeni, the guy who fought Devin Haney just before Haney fought, I think, for the world title. He actually left his previous gym and he hit me up because we used to work together back in the day. I was actually his main sparring partner yeah. when he fought Devin Haney at the time, 2019. And he hit me up and he was like, hey, bro, I don't have a coach at the moment. Um, I know we used to work together back in the day. So you would you mind training me? And I was like, he's like, I was actually, it was quite, quite an honor, you know, uh, a fighter yeah, yeah. 31, two months record. Yeah. It was quite a nice. Uh, it was quite a nice feeling, and we got we got to work, you know. And we had a um, started with him. We had three fights last year together, knocking out uh, all three of his opponents inside the distance. Then later on, Chris left his uh, previous uh, gym, and you know he also hit me up, and he was like, "Hey, bro, I want you to be my full time coach." And Jeez. I was like, I didn't hesitate at all. A great athlete, so yeah, and it's been two years since I've got a couple of youngsters that I'm bringing through, uh, through the ranks as well. So, yeah, exciting times uh, lying ahead. Setting us how your, your stable has grown. Uh, we'll touch on question what is the difference? Uh, Or did you see a difference or feel choose? You know, as a guy giving the instructions, instructions from a trainer, uh, listening to the, the trainer say, there has to be a difference with those two shoes. Uh, where do you, yeah, what are differences because I would say with the with the discipline you have to listen to the coach you have to want to learn stuff like that. you have to know how to speak to your fighters or how to push a fighter you have to you know there's different things that you do and you've been in both those worlds Explain to us uh, the different types, what you've seen as your former career as a fighter, now that you look at both worlds. So, if I look at, uh, you know, obviously, can you actually just repeat that question? Sorry, I think the network was a bit bad. I, I lost you there for like a split sec. Just repeat that, sorry. Okay. Uh, you've been in two shoes. You've been in the shoes of a fighter, of a boxer, okay? You've been now. You're in the shoes of a coach. Those are two different worlds. Okay, with the fighter, there's a world when you come into the gym. You have to listen to the coach. Take the coach, do what the coach tells you to do. As the coach, you're giving the instructions. You're telling the fighter what to do. You are leading the the fighter to to victory. You know. Uh, 
I would understand it. It's two different minds. Could you break that down for us? Uh, what in your experience so far you've seen the difference, you know? Like, I'm a fighter. This is what used to happen. I hear the coach. I'm a coach now. This is how I speak to my fighter. This is the difference. You understand what I'm saying? I get you. So I think as a fighter, obviously, you got to be humble. you got to be able to take instructions. You know, you got to be able to literally, if your coach says jump in the fire, you got to jump in the fire, you know. So as a fighter, obviously, you know, taking instructions from a coach, like you have to, you have to go through, you know, you got to be able to face adversity, I think, you know. If you... If you're not doing something right in training, you've got to be able to take adversity from your coach. If he says, you know, you know, you should change it up, or I don't think this is working for you, you know, and as hard as it might be, you know, because you're gonna have your good days and your bad days in the gym, you know. And then as a fighter, as a coach, obviously you've got to become a little bit more of a hard ass, you know. You gotta be, you gotta become more of a leader. You gotta, you know, you gotta lead. You got, like you said, you gotta lead the way, you know. But at the end of the day, everything, um, I, I believe both roles are more or less the same because it comes down to discipline at the end of the day, you know. And if you have discipline yes. with whatever you do in life, you know, you can do well with it. So with a, if you're a fighter and you've got a lot of discipline, you don't have to be the most talented, but you've got a lot of discipline you can, and you can work hard, you can, you, can, you can achieve great things, you know. And the same thing, same thing I believe as a coach. Okay, nice. And now, uh, would you say uh, you as a coach, you would, would like a fighter like you to walk into the, your gym? Would you say you were disciplined, humble, you didn't give your coach grey hairs or anything like this? <laughs> well, I think if you ask my dad that question, he's going to tell you, no, it's about like it didn't be. This is about a lesson. But no, bro, um, yeah, to be honest with you, um, the version of myself now, I would want to walk into my gym. Um, okay. The version of myself, you know, eight, nine years ago, I wouldn't even align in my gym, you know? <laughs> so I've grown, I've grown a lot as a person and obviously as a, as a fighter as well. And I just stopped sparring the last 10 years, you know, since I've retired, I've always been, I, spot, I still spar up to twice a week, you know? Um, so I've matured a lot as a fighter. Okay. I would love something. I would love someone like me to walk into my gym all day. <laughs> nice, bro. Nice, bro. Nice, bro. You know, it's so nice to hear this. Uh, even coming from uh, like you, from a from a coach's uh, side of things. Tell me, as a young coach, bro. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you like twenty in your twenty late twenties, early thirties. Uh, coaching in South Africa, uh, at the moment, we see the African continent is booming with the boxing. South Africa's got ESPN Africa, uh, a lot more shows now being televised and stuff like this. Uh, as a young coach in a country like South Africa, where it's, you know, um, it's growing, it's growing, it's getting, it's better than it was, you could say, five to ten years ago. Uh, what do you see um, happening in, in South Africa as a country, as in boxing, as a coach? And uh, what's your expectations uh, from uh, the governing bodies uh, to help you coaches out? 
you managers out there? So I must be completely honest with you. Like the, this year, boxing has been on fire in our country. You know, I think every weekend there's been a tournament where the last two, not even the last two years, I'm not even going to blame COVID, you know, like the last five, six, since Blow by Blow left the televisions um, back in the day, you know, boxing was on a, a bit of a down the last couple of years. Um, but, yeah, since COVID's been done, like, boxing is back, man. Um, it's been great. Uh, like I said, there's been tournaments every, there's been tournaments every weekend and I'm fortunate enough to try to I have a good relationship with most promoters out there in our country to get work for, for my guys. And, you know, so I think the only... Um, also, boxing has been back on SABC, you know, and SABC is the biggest television uh, platform in our country, you know, and that's what draws the most eyes um, out of all the networks, you know. So boxing has been back on SABC, Um so, you know, we have only got good things to look forward to. And, yeah, I'm, I know it's going to be I know it's going to be a great year for boxing in South Africa. And I expect, my expecta- expectations are high because, you know, we have a lot of great talent in our country. We have a lot of great talent from foreign fighters that live in South Africa that, um, that's been blown up as names in, in our country. And they're not even national, they're not even citizens, you know. So, if it Carry on like this, you know. Like I can, I'm only sure, sure we're going to reach highs. Nice, bro. And uh, I wanted to ask you. Tell me something. Your what do you as a coach in the? Sorry, bro. I'm gonna have to ask you to um, just say that again. Coach, in the next five years. Hopefully, yes, man. Like, I actually spoke to someone about this the other day. You know, like my biggest thing is, you know, taking these young guys and giving them purpose. You know, like giving them. You know, something giving them a career. You know, taking from nothing and giving them a career. So, I'm not necessarily seeing myself somewhere in the next five years. You know, in five years' time, I want to look back and I want, I want to look back and I want to see. Okay, you know, like you've helped, you've helped so many fighters. You know, and you took them from something and they actually became something. You know, so hopefully, five years. Like down the line, I've already made my first national champion in the country, and hopefully, in five years' time, I can like I'll just be happy if I can, you know, double that. But definitely be involved in the game still, and 100% will be trying my best. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm sure with your, with your, how you work. Uh, you'll definitely have like a world champion. Uh, our day to day. Your fighters we take on, just to understand the...
what it takes to be a coach. You know, just to understand what we know, I know of a coach. Hey, I get to the gym, there's the coach. He tells me what to do, I train, I go home. I don't know, maybe you guys, you wake up, you've got a plan, you say, okay, this fighter, this is how we're going to push him. Look, the mentally, this and that. You can see when the fighter's breaking down. You know, there's a world of a coach. You know, uh, could you just run us down? Just So, obviously... Your life I... as a coach, like, you know, you're every day. Yeah? So, obviously... Um, I work with my own fighters. We have got like four, four of my own uh, fighters. Obviously, I've got Chris, I've got uh, um, and a couple of youngsters that I work with as well. And recently, I just uh, teamed up with the leading coach in South Africa and probably the continent, Conor Nathan. You know, so I train my own fighters, uh, and then I assist him with with all of these guys as well. You know, so my my pool of fighters basically jump from three, four guys to now working with 30 guys, you know. So it's expanded lots and obviously the workload is way more, the brain power, um, the focus, everything is way more, you know. So I like to work with my with my fighters individually, you know. Um, I like to spend one-on-one -on -one time with my fighters and I believe that's, that's how you get to know them, you know. But so we run a nice, uh, I run a nice system, uh, especially with the, so with Chris, me and Chris, all the work we do, we do alone. So except for sparring days, which is obviously twice a week or sometimes it varies. But so with Chris, I like to train, you know, alone. And I believe that's how we made our last uh, challenge for the SA title. That's how we made the fight so easy, you know, because we literally, we had a plan, we stuck to it for 10 weeks and literally, Everything we worked on in the gym is how he executed on the, on the night, you know. So that was also for me the first time I was like, shit, okay, if you really put in the work and if you do things right, you know, you'll reap the, uh, you'll reap the rewards, you know. So um, then obviously uh, some of my other guys, you know, they all train, train together, you know. So actually, when was it? Like, uh, like two weeks ago, I got to the gym and it was, it was such a nice vibe, man. There was like 10 guys there. It was... Uh, and we actually just started, uh, I started, I ju just got there and I worked out this program for, for, for 10 guys and we just worked together so well. We worked together so well. It was a lot of fun, you know, the, the fighters enjoy it. Um, so, yeah, man, working with the fighters has been, it's been, it's been great, you know. I've been enjoying every second of it. Um, obviously, everyone is different, you know. You deal with different characters, you deal with different moods, you deal with, well, Moods is one thing, you know. Like you deal with a lot of you deal with a with a lot of moods, you know. So obviously you gotta you gotta dissect, if I can say, you gotta dissect every athlete a little bit differently. You know, not everyone is the same. You know, not necessarily what I tell this guy, I can tell that guy. You know, because he might be a little bit more emotional, or he might be. So it's hard, you know. But like, yeah, back in back at home, we love eat sleep boxing you know so this is what i this is what i enjoy it's my passion you know so i'm willing to go above and beyond for for my athletes you know whatever it takes um to make them better themselves it can take a better version of themselves today than what they were yesterday you know like that little one percent or 
10 rand or 10 pounds that's money in the bank you know and you count your you count your you count your money at the end of the year or at the end of your yeah, at the end of your year or at the end of your camp to see how, how you've grown you know so yeah i've been i've been loving every second of it, bro. So that's amazing, brother. And it's nice to hear how you you speak about your fighters and how you speak about what you're doing. Uh, and yeah, and uh, like uh, as a young coach, you think uh, you obviously have been inspired by other coaches uh, while you were growing up or now while you're in the, in the game, in the field. Any big names that uh, inspire you? locally and internationally where you look at yourself and you're like so shit you know i would like to be like that coach yeah so obviously growing up in the sport obviously my dad you know my dad introduced me to the game uh he trained a lot of world champions made a lot of national champions yeah. you know so like everything i know and i learned from him and i learned from him first you know and then, obviously, at the moment, like I said, I work with um, I, I work with Colin Nathan as well, which is like I've been learning a lot from him as well. You know, from training to the management side. You know, he's just made my he's just made my you know boxing knowledge like he's broadened it up. You know, if I can say it like that. So, you know, they're obviously two guys that I look up to uh, in this country. My dad, obviously which will always be. And then, you know, like with Colin, like I'm excited to having a working relationship with him for, for a long time. You know, like I said, I've, I've, I've learned a lot from him and these days they, they're the two people that I look up to in this country. And I respect all the other coaches as well. And then internationally, probably my favorite coach, if I had to say out of everyone, probably be Derek James. Um, I love his style of training. Um, he's done some great work with Errol Spence, um, with the Charlotte brother, you know, so he's one guy that I, that I like. Uh, I'd actually, we, we were going to speak about it last week. I spoke to DJ Krill about it and I said to him, bro, it would be so cool to go do like a camp at Derek James's gym. And I, like, I know that'd probably be highly impossible. They are very high end, you know, but it would be a dream come true for me to go shadow him for, I'd say, like a month or, you know. Not so yeah, they, you they, guys... those are the three things. Okay, nice. Uh, sorry to training camp so we can go train. We can go to South Africa. I can come to South Africa. Come. For a while, you could be with Colin, learn from him and stuff like this. But obviously, you're working together. But do coaches... In box have such things where you guys can go to do um, what do you call this uh, sermon yeah yeah mm -hmm. training camp and stuff. So locally, no, obviously not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah. So actually, when was it last year? Um, myself and Chris we were meant to go to Bulgaria. Um, we actually there was a big training camp that took place in the uh, in really Plotdiv, uh, Bulgaria. So 
that unfortunately fell through with like the whole COVID thing and everything. But um, that was going to be a nice training camp um, in Plovdiv with a lot of uh, European fighters. And I was actually going to um, be the lead trainer on the training camp. Um, oh, wow. But that was, that was cool because it was a cool opportunity. But it, I mean, it wasn't something I wanted to do. Like, I need to go there. What, you know, obviously, what I would, and obviously, I mean, Colin, if you look at him, he went to the Freddie Roach gym um, in LA. He shadowed him for, I don't know how long uh, the time was, but he went there. So, okay, and then. Okay. And you're right, you're right. These things yeah. help you as, these things help you guys as a coach. See what he does, uh, take a pointer here, here, here. Obviously, you won't coach the same or the same as this Oaks fight, but taking a point to A, B, or C can help you a little bit. Does that shit work, bro? 100%. Of course it works. I mean, like, you know, if you, if I, you know, like, I can't tell you right here, if I go to Derek James's gym, there's, not, there's nothing he's going to be able to teach me, you know, like, even if it's just, you know, even if it's just, one percent that I take from it, you know, if it's something small like I don't know, petty the jab and shoot with the right hand instead of petty the jab and shoot it back with a jab, you know, like if I didn't know that and I take that back home, you know, it's it's extra tools in my toolbox, you know. So I'm humble enough to learn, um, even if it's local coaches, international coaches, even if it's something even if it's something small, you know, like actually so one of my one of my things is uh, that I want to improve as a coach is my the way that I wrap hands, you know, like I can wrap hands decent, but when I watched Colin wrap hands the other day, I was like, shit, like I need to learn, I need to learn how to do this, you know, so that's my next mission, you know, like I want to, I want to get involved and I want to learn, you know, I just want to learn, you know, like you can never learn enough, the day that I tell people I know everything in this game is the day that I hang my, hang my gloves up as a trainer. It's also so interesting to hear you're a trainer, you're the teacher, and all I've been hearing for the past 20 minutes, 25 minutes, is you saying, learning, learning, I'm learning. You're learning, I'm hearing you saying, I'm learning more than I'm teaching. I'm teaching the guys this, this. All I'm hearing you say, I'm learning from this. And it's very nice, you know. You know, I know a few coaches that, you know, they don't care how time has this and that. You train the way they want you to train. They don't care. If that coach does it like this, that doesn't work in this gym, you know. And it's very nice to hear from a young here how open expand your, your knowledge in the sports, brother. And that just makes you... Yeah, that just makes you uh, 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 an amazing coach, I must say. Uh, coach. Like, I would love a coach but he's teaching me what he knows and what he's learning. That Because then we're also expanding. As a fighter, you, you're learning from a coach, but you're also learning other things. The coach is learning. That means, you know, you're getting all sorts of information. And that's actually quite exciting, brother, and uh, quite cool. Uh, James, you know me, homie, I love to talk.
ask you um uh what other big fights have you got going there brother okay so um i hope i didn't miss anything there because i lost you a little bit for a second okay so i'm just gonna go back to um to yeah so sorry you said um yeah the fight coming up with chris uh that's obviously a big one we five weeks after that that's on the 16th of september big challenge um you know, against uh, Ken Linguist. He's from Denmark. We're fighting him in his home country. Uh, it will probably be my biggest uh, test to date as a professional coach and uh, Can I stop Chris as well as a professional fighter. Yeah. I want to ask you if this is fine, if you don't want to answer because of... Uh, uh, you don't want... understand animal brother uh you obviously a coach this is why i'm asking because you do coach chris i've never had a coach i'd like to know what you as a coach going into a fight like this how do you prepare and what does your prepare preparation look like so far five weeks out I'm not gonna answer that in full, but I'll give you I'll give you as much as I can. Okay. okay. So so okay, obviously so obviously we got the call probably about three weeks back. So I'd say nine uh, eight nine weeks out we got the call. You know, um, one thing I am very blessed with is working with an athlete like Chris Thompson because he's that uh, coach that oh, he's that um, he's that fighter. You know that like obviously. Going into the gym, and that's what I actually wanted to say earlier as well. Um, with working with fighters, you know, like coming back to learning, you know, learning. You know, when I walk into that gym, my the fighters and my well, my fighters and the fighters that I work with, they hold me accountable, you know. So it'll be foolish for me not to upskill myself um, every day, you know. Like you can never, like I said, you can never learn enough. But then coming back to the Chris Thompson fight, so. Obviously, we got the call three weeks out. Um, you know, it is a division below his uh, actual division, which is heavyweight. We won the heavyweight titles. So, the ju it just came. We were actually, he was back in the UK doing some work uh, there, doing yes, a fight camp there, um, like a training camp there. And, you know, I, I phoned him up and I was like, bro, we got to offer um, WBC Bridgeweight. Uh, international silver belt against Kevin Greer's Denmark 16th of September, you know. We looked at it, um, I think that same day, he said, yeah, bro, I'm ready, let's take it, we're going to take this fight and we're going to go there and win, you know. So obviously for me, it was like, okay, let's get down to the business, you know, like he is a tough opponent, he's 13-0 and 0 with 8 knockouts, he's never lost, he was a decorated amateur, um, he's never won like European championships or anything, but he was a decent amateur, he's got good experience, you know, so Chris jumped on the plane, came back to the SA, and we started with our camp straight away. And luckily, our trainer athlete, he, he's that guy that holds me accountable. You know? 
is when we walk into that gym, you know, we cook the meal like like I like I like to call it, and preparation's been going great um, so far. We've had some good sparring uh, the last two weeks. We started like two weeks ago. Um, it's been quite a, a bit of a struggle to find uh, sparring partners because our opponent is also a southpaw, and he's six foot six and a half, so he's actually very yeah. tall, you know. And I think Chris, Chris is like the tallest heavyweight in the country, I think. You know? yeah. So to find something bigger, so it's a bit of a challenge with that. But we've been getting in some good work. Um, so training camp has been going well. We are five weeks out. Um, I'm not going to give away too much on the game plan. But, you know, we're going there to win. You know, we're going to Denmark to win. You know, we're going to put it, uh, we're going to put all our, um, we're going to throw down for all the models, you know. Um, it's a big opportunity. Chris wins this fight. It puts him top 10 in the WBC, you know. And if he can win this fight, he can get into an eliminated position to fight uh, the winner of Alan Babbage. And I think Mr. Panush guy, I'm not sure what his name is, but he's ranked number two. Number one for the WC is the number one contender. So, you know, like just opens up so, such nice doors, you know. Mm-hmm. So, it was a, it was a story like for us, you know, like we don't have anything to lose, but we've got everything to gain, you know. So, like I said, we're going to Denmark and we're going to Denmark to win. We're going to, um, yeah, we're going to try and go there and put up our best performance and put our best foot forward and, I know Chris can beat this guy. Like I said, he's not the, he's not the, he's fought, he's unbeaten, but he's fought guys with 20 losses, five wins, yeah, 10 wins, me. 30 losses, you know? So, not taking anything away from him. He has never lost, but his level of opposition hasn't been the greatest, you know? So, I'm not going to give anything away with the game plan, but we do have a plan, and I do believe our plan um, will work against this guy. Nice, bro. Nice, bro. I'm even excited, my brother. It sounds very good. Uh, like I said to Chris, uh, we're rooting for him this side. We're also rooting for you on this side, brother, uh, for you and your boys. Uh, but damn, it sounds like you, you're you having quite a good run, bro. You've got the SA title. You've got the Africa title behind you. You're going after the WBC titles now. Uh, do you have any other titles? Uh, do you have any national? Uh, how many champions do you have under your name? So it's currently only um, so it's currently obviously only Chris Thompson who won the SA and ABU title. Like uh, like I said earlier on last year, I helped Nomeva Nongeni to win the WBA Pan African Junior Welterweight belt. Uh, he stopped his opponents in two rounds, and then at the end of December last year, I trained him for a fight against another. Um, I'm not sure which country the guy was from. It was an African opponent as well. Fought for the ABU Junior Welterweight belt. Ended up stopping him in the first round. So, you know, we've won two ABU belts, one WA Pan-African belt, and obviously the SA, uh, the SA heavyweight title, which is the biggest, you know, the SA, SA, heavyweight, the SA title in South Africa is big, you know. So winning that belt was like, I'd say that was probably my biggest achievement yet as a, as a coach. And then obviously helping Colin with all these fights as well, you know, like there's a lot of fights, big fights that's coming up, you know, Maruti's got his homecoming and his... Uh, um, I think it's the second week of October. It's going to be his last yes. fight. You know, so I'm looking forward to that. It's a guy that I watched growing up, you know, and now I'm honored to be involved in one of his training camps, you know, 
So that's uh, that's very special to me. And then a lot of youngsters coming through as well. I've just had a boy for, uh, fight over the weekend, Frank uh, Samkelo Sotabella from the Eastern Cape. He's a flyweight. He joined me like uh, a year ago, and he only had he had two fights, but he was an active for 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 five years. You know, he hasn't fought since oh. 2017. So he came to me and he was like, coach, like, I want to get my career back on track. He's only 27 years old. You know, I had a look at him in the gym. He was a former SA champ and we got him back this year. We've had two back-to-back wins now. So my next plan with him is to get him into the ratings and he's a special kid to me. Um, I've, I think a lot of him and I believe, I mentioned it this couple couple months back, you know, I believe he's going to be a SA flyweight champion before the end of, by the end of next year. So, and then obviously I've got a lot of, I mean, Limpopo in two weeks' time with Ayanda and Corsi fighting uh, a guy from the Philippines, uh, Ishmael Kadri, young up-and-coming uh, prospect. You know, so we've got our hands full aside um, all, all day, every day, we're just putting in that work. Nice work. I need a coach there in South Africa, bro. I'm getting ready to come back, Ma. <laughs> I'm waiting for you, bro. Pull in. <laughs> but nice, bro. Nice, bro. But fucking awesome, my brother. Uh, you know, Shanks, it was very nice to to speak to you. Uh, a very exciting uh, career, it sounds like. Sounds like the coaching is, uh, was the right part for you. And it sounds like everything is just going great, bro. Uh, sounds like God has a great plan for you with the coaching and uh, with, uh, with your boxes and everything. So I'm very excited, brother. Um, what I usually do here, ask the fighters to to give me some answers. I usually I usually take off the top of my head. Now, what I want to ask you is for any young, inspiring guys watching here who are thinking of being coaches or who would love to coach, uh, you know, any words of uh, inspiration or wisdom for them and. Uh, and just, yeah, some good words for the guys watching just to keep them going through hard times or anything, brother. Please hit us up there. So, one thing, if I have to look at my career thus far, you know, I mean, it's not the biggest career, you know, but for the, the time that I've been involved in, in boxing, you know, whether it's fighting or whether it's coaching, I look at it the same way, you know, you don't have to be the most talented fighter or coach out there, you know. It comes down to, to grind at the end of the day, you know, and you just got to be, be willing to put in the, the hours and the work, you know. And if you can put in the hours and the work, you know, and regardless of what it is in life, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll reap the benefits and you'll, um, you'll succeed, you know. So my message out there is, you know, whether you're a fighter or whether you're a coach, keep working hard, you know. You're going to have your good days, you're going to have your bad days, you're going to have your days where you drag your feet and feel like, oh, but I, it's not working out for me, you know. Keep your eye on the on the end goal and keep pushing for it, you know. Yeah. Nice, bro. Nice, bro. And uh, yeah, man. Thank you for that, brother. And for those watching around the world, uh, how do people get hold of you? Uh, where can we check you out if we want to follow you or anything like that, brother? Which where can we find you, dog? So you guys can find me on Instagram. It's uh, Shannon the Heatman. And on Facebook, Shannon Stratum, my surname. And on Twitter, Shannon, uh, Shannon, at Shannon the Hitman as well, you know. So hit me up. Um, I'll give you guys a follow back. 
and yeah, you guys can, can get all of me like that. Nice, nice. But uh, shot, my brother. I'll definitely be uh, watching all the time, keeping in touch with you. We haven't spoken. We must keep in touch, bro. And as I say, uh, we're looking to come back to SA to hit a, a nice fight with Michael McQuenna. So I'm going to be phoning one of you. I need a coach. Are you coming? Where's that, bro? Hey, it's either we'll have what? one at the end of this year or early next year, bro. Sick, brother. With, against uh, Mark? Against yeah, yeah. who? Pintu, Michael McQuenna. Sick, bro. Nice. Sick. Yeah, so you're coming, uh, the homecoming? The homecoming, bro. Uh, I think it's a Southern Giants reunion or something like this. Or a fight early in the next year. With Anton Gilmore. Sick, bro. Okay, that's dope, yeah. yeah. Who's Mike training with? Yeah. Uh, I think with Gilmore, I'm not sure 100%, eh? Okay, sick. Well, yeah, you know. But you back come to his up. last fight. Yeah, 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 100%, 100%. I remember actually, but, uh, this time, bro, like, I remember, when was it, 2019, coming to Mike McQuenna, like, I remember he fought, uh, we trained Thompson McQuenna at the time, it was like towards the end of Thompson McQuenna's career, and he defended yeah, his SA yeah, title yeah. against Mike McQuenna, and like, the most bizarre thing that's ever happened to me in a corner ever, bro, was that was that night. Round four, bell rang. They got stuck into each other and they both put each other down at the same time, bro. I was just like ringside, yeah. like what? What just happened? Yeah, the first time experiencing that was pretty fun, <gasps> pretty funny. What they both knocked each other out? They were both knocked out. Both knocked each other down, bro. And they both came up like staggering, like looking at each other. I was just like yeah. inside. I was like, no way. Did you see the shit? Like, who gets, the, <laughs> who gets the, the, the knockdown count for that one? I think it, I don't know, actually. I, I don't actually, no, they counted, so they counted both guys. So they count both guys. Okay. And then obviously, they both, they both were up before the eight count. So they both yeah. got a standing eight count and then the five, well, they both got it. Yeah, it was, a, it was a count, and then the fight carried on. <laughs> Biggest laugh. Fucking weird. Nice, bro. Well, we, we wish you more, many more crazy times as a coach, brother. We wish you nothing but success as a coach, brother. We wish you many championships and world titles. And, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be watching you and uh, always supporting you, bro. And uh, once again, thank you for your time as a coach to come sit down with us on Ringside Talk. Uh, here we we roll, we talk with the punches, bro. And uh, thanks for your time, Shans. And uh, yeah, brother, like I said, we'll be in touch. And uh, yeah, brother, let's let's link, let's let's talk. Let's do something. And take care of yourself, brother, and God bless you. Thank, Thank you, you once again. For I really your time. appreciate the time. Thank you for your time, bro. It's you in the SA. We're going to start cooking that meal soon. Michael Quirin, it's on, baby. Yes, bro. Yes, boy. <laughs> shut, Sweet, shut, brother. shut, Thanks a lot. Appreciate your time, man.